Mm-hmm. Well, gross. We haven't even, none of us have made eye contact with each other. <laughs> I don't care about you guys right now. This is No Politics at the Dinner Table. I'm Tony Biancasino. And I'm Amit Prakash. Today we're slopping hot dogs down our throat. I don't know what slopping is, but we're doing it. Yeah. And we're eating mac and cheese and some other green thing. Yeah, the green thing is not going to be Let's rock. If somebody told me that either you had to die or I could never eat like good food again, mm. I'd have to think about it. Yeah. No. Like, I, you don't mean that much to me. <laughs> I mean, good food is, you know, it's huge. Yeah. Like, I'd get over your death. You would. With Eventually. A, with a nice meal. Yeah. <laughs> steak. <laughs> I'll be like, I love that guy, man, but not as much as this ribeye. <laughs> We've talked about hot dogs before. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you had hot dogs before you stopped eating meat. Were you obsessed with them? Yeah. yeah. Baseball games? Yeah, I mean, that was a stupid question I just asked. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, I just love them so much. They're so good. They're never, they're, you're never like, oh, I wish I didn't have that hot dog. No. Never. I've never had that I'm feeling. more impressed. Like, if someone were to say, if, if, if I were to have to be going to someone's house for dinner, and I walked in, they were like, dude, we're making hot dogs, I'd be like, you guys are amazing. <laughs> Like save the, save the reductions right. and throw uh, throw a hot dog on the grill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so good, so good, so good. You've been watching any of the Olympics? Okay, well, a little bit. Um, what is that leading into a topic? Well, it's going to be one of our topics, but I actually wanted to talk about something else before we got into our topic. Topic. Well, we can't even we can't even bullshit about the Olympics I without mean, it getting serious. Listen, no, no, no. I'm just saying. What the we hell could we be talking about? We could. I want to talk about, I don't know if you guys saw this, I, I literally when I was walking over today, um, I got an alert in my phone mm-hmm. about how Donald Trump yeah. suggested that uh, Second Amendment movement people might resolve the Hillary Clinton problem. I saw that. Right? Yeah. So basically what I wanted to just chat about a little bit was there's been so many instances now where Donald Trump has said something and people have sort of excused him and so on. Mm-hmm. Now some members of the GOP are <laughs> basically walking away. <laughs> and I'm just wondering why now? You know, what, like why at this point, after he's got the nomination, you know, he's their nominee. They didn't disavow him before. Now they're disavowing him. I mean, he's he's said terrible things all along. I know this is an easy one. You know, this is not a this is not a, a question that we. I mean, because he's going to lose. They know he's going to lose. He's dropping in the polls rapidly, and Hillary Clinton's campaign has done. They've done nothing. They're just sitting back, and this guy is digging a deep, deep hole. And those, you know, we might not pay attention to, to polls as much as politicians, but they take those polls seriously. And mm-hmm. he's down like eight or ten points, and right. nothing happened. He just keeps talking. Right. I think they're saying. I think they're thinking, he's toast, let's get the fuck out now so that in four years we can say, like, we did not support him, you know? It's, and people yeah. have short memories with that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And so Susan Collins of Maine, George Will, I mean, there's, there's all these people who are coming out now. Paul Ryan still hasn't no, disavowed him. He's in a tough, right? spot. He's in a tough I know. spot. I know, I just, I just, I mean, I just find it, it's weird, I get... It seems like what he's saying is escalating a little bit yeah. and getting like increasingly 
unhinged. Yeah. At least before there was a sort of, oh, that comes from racism, right? Like then there was like <laughs> there was like there's specific yeah. points yeah. from where this is coming from. Uh, now he's just talking about, oh, well, if I lose, you know, you know, it, something that was gone wrong and maybe it's rigged. You know, gun, gun enthusiasts should shoot yeah. Hillary Clinton. You know, I mean that that kind of talk. Um, I mean, you just you 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 if he wasn't Donald Trump, if he wasn't the candidate, yeah, he would be arrested, or he at the very least, the Secret Service would be knocking on his door. Yeah, you know. So I don't know. I I, I on the other, I I, I kind of think it's going to be a rout this this election. Uh-huh. I think she's going to clean up. On the other hand, I have a deep faith in in the core of Donald Trump supporters. But when he took on the Khan family, dude, it's lights out. That's it's yeah. like the one thing you do not right. fuck with with that base, that patriotic base. They they actually don't see Muslim. They don't see anything. They if you're a fallen gold star soldier. Mm-hmm. You're off limits. Right. No matter what you are, you are so fucking off limits. And he took the fucking bait. Yeah. And it was amazing to watch. Yeah. He and that family's amazing, by the way. Yeah, they were pretty impressive. So Olympics. Have you been watching? Of I, course. Who okay. doesn't watch the Olympics? I don't care about the Olympics. I really yeah. you know. <laughs> you're, you're gross. You know? I I kind of like the Winter Olympics more than the Summer Olympics. I do like the gymnastics. Gymnastics is like those people. Gymnastics is like are, iconic Olympics. You know, no, I'm Remember saying. a little girl I, 20 years ago that was, you know, broken jumped foot. to like safety and landed perfectly on a right, broken ankle right, and weeped right. her way to the gold. Absolutely. I remember her. Yeah. I don't remember her name, but I remember that. No, moment. I have no yeah, idea. No, I think no. it was like Jill. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. <laughs> what was it? Carrie Strunk. Carrie Strutt? Shrug, fucking Jeez. shrug, wow, shrug. wow, okay. that's a, you so, know what, dude, that's a, you're, you're a yeah, gold star right. <laughs> uh, producer, that's big time right there, that was good, that was like some wow. Jeopardy, yeah. that's some Jeopardy yeah. shit right there, yeah, yeah, that was a cash cap, you should have said right what is, yeah. and, and we would have accepted the answer, <laughs> anyway, so you're, you're not into the Olympics at all, not, not really, it, I, I have in the past kind of on and off, but it's kind of, it's, I mean, I don't care about these sports, you know, I just really don't. I don't care about. I mean, no one cares about them. That's the point of the Olympics. It's like, you know, it's like World Cup soccer. It's like soccer. Okay. No one Ex- gives a shit about soccer exactly. in this country, except when World Cup's on. It's like, yeah, American yeah, soccer. I don't even watch that yet. So, I, was, so- I was screaming today watching <laughs> volleyball. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe we're losing to the Italians. Our fucking volleyball team sucks. And I'm like, yeah, of course, they're volleyball players. Like, who cares? But it's a moment where you get to get into like a cheesy sport. So this, okay, so you're kind of setting us up perfectly. I wonder, the question I wanted to ask. Is I hate when if, you do that. Listen, listen. It's like I, it's like I take your con family bait. <laughs> and it's like, here did, we go. Yep, I just yep, took the bait. Yep, you did, you did. If you were to describe the Olympics to like an alien, the aliens coming down and the Olympics are going yeah. on and you had to explain to them why we do this. Yeah. What would you say? I would say it's this competition where we send the best athletes from around the world to compete, to beat each other and stuff because pulling our dicks out would be weird. <laughs> Cause that's all it really is. It's like a gold medal count. Right, and really, what it is, is is flexing muscles and showing who's got the biggest whatever. Uh, you know, who cares? I mean, it really, who does care? But it's like this one time where every country gets together. I mean, I was rooting for Iraq <laughs> when they were playing. Uh, like, you, know, I never root for Iraq, but I, Iraq was playing Brazil in soccer. And I'm like, man, 
I got they, it. They, they need a win. Yeah. No, well, it was more like, you know, we, we kind of like fucked our country up. <laughs> I hope they beat Brazil at soccer. <laughs> yeah. And I am not, I'm, I'm not even trying to be funny. That's how sick I am. And that's like what the Olympics are. It's like you can, you can kind of root for different countries. You know, right. we can't normally root for countries. Who right. cares? Right. So. I think just, Iraq lost, by it's, the way. It's, <laughs> so it's, it's basically just a, a big pageant of nationalism. Yeah. And that's, yeah, so I, I don't, I just don't get it. Yeah, but the thing I, is, I find just nothing lo- attractive about that at all. Actually, I find it kind of repulsive at times. Um, apparently, you've never seen uh, synchronized diving <laughs> because it's not, it's anything but repulsive. So, I mean, here's the thing that, that there's a few sports that I'm in awe of. Actually, diving is actually one of them. Yeah, like, diving's the, the, insane. The people who are doing these crazy flips and things like that. It's I'm insane. Just like, yeah, that, is, that is really and impressive. And this girl on our nice. U.S. gymnastics team, she's like, they named a friggin' move after her. She's in, She gets up so high, she can do an extra twist that no one's ever been able to do. And she's like the most amazing athlete in the world. She's awesome. So it's like, yeah, gymnastics is, is corny. I don't watch gymnastics. It would actually be quite creepy if you asked me what I did Friday <laughs> night. And I was like, eh, Gymnastics. I went to see a gymnastics live. It'd be really weird. But like, it's the Olympics, and you see these girls do these amazing physical things, and that's what it's about. So, do you know where the Olympics come from? Greece. Greece. Yeah. Okay. Um, yes, son. Fifth grade, bitch. Greece, right? <laughs> um, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, the Greek Olympics were from you know around this the. The classicists say the first recorded ones were in the 700s BC, but the first recorded ones were apparently already 500 years into the tradition. So probably around 1200 BC, right? right? They end basically when the Roman Empire becomes Christianized. Yeah. And, you know, these Greek games are seen as a sort of pagan ritual that needs to be, you know, destroyed and then maybe they're put away. So the Olympics we're talking about are not Greek. Yeah. They're from. Basically, a Parisian is aristocrat from the late 19th century who mm-hmm. had a bee in his bonnet about, you know, global sports. Yeah. Um, and, and started them and started them essentially in what we've seen, you know, you get the first, uh, you know, the International Olympic Committee and all that with this guy. Um, it's a huge, as we know, uh, money making scheme. Yeah, of course. Um, sports. And, yeah, yeah. But, but here's the thing. Like, I, there's. I don't want to get into the whole thing with Brazil. There's been a ton of stuff written about no, I that. I mean, there's like they're the, displacing so, people. There, there, there's yeah. It's not just, paying workers. It's, it's no. ugly. It's very ugly, right? Um, so I'm just, you know, I'm just kind of wondering that. What is the point of roving around the world every four years to find a country slash city to destroy, uh, so we can watch obscure sporting events? When when put like that on it, I don't really have a defense. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think like Vancouver was ruined when the Winter Olympics were there. I think you're you know you're being a little extreme. Poor countries are ruined. Well, I think I, I think um, well, it depends. You know, like Russia, I don't think Salt Lake City is like I've been to Salt Lake City. You know, people are doing okay there. They had the Olympics there. Right, right. I think I think that's true. I think you're right that there, there's poor countries get the worst of it, um, but. You know, there's even like say Sochi, right? Like the the Russian uh, town. Yeah. That b- what you basically have are sort of 
the ruins of sporting events past, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And then they just sort of languish there and they do nothing for anybody because nobody's doing luge all the time, right? Right, you but know, so right. that's it's it they just sort of sit there, they're not maintained, and eventually they become just a sort of detritus of this yeah, I get it. sporting event. But <laughs> on the flip side, it feels really nice for some of these countries to like be big, big countries. Like I saw a swimmer from Hungary win and i was like oh i haven't thought about hungry in like years <laughs> but that's good for when them. was the last time you thought about yeah hungry? no i actually was like oh shit i forgot hungry is a place um and i was I like it was a state of mind yeah, yeah i was like oh that's so awesome yeah. the the person from hungary a place i never think about just beat the united states and russia and china and swimming and i was like oh that's why because for those people it makes there's the sense of pride that you get from winning in the olympics Trump's um, <laughs> destroying cities <laughs> and ruining people's lives. <laughs> you know, like the Canadians beat us in volleyball. And Facebook today, I couldn't, I mean, they were so happy. And I was like, oh, that's so nice. You guys beat us in volleyball. That's so cool. Like, you won't beat us in anything else, but I get it. That is a huge sense of pride for that country. And it's worth a lot more than, you know, what you're making it out to be. Okay. Okay. Uh, so speaking Do you hate of Christmas too. No, no, I love Christmas. Um, the, I just don't like the Olympics. Um, the, the feel good part of the Olympics this time is the refugee team. Yeah. Like that, right. Uh-huh. So they picked 10 people. Uh, that was cool. Yeah. See? I mean, it's interesting. I, That's I like worth this. destroying so, a double city. So, you know, um, <laughs> most were from South Sudan, Ethiopia and Syria. Syria swimmer. Um, she was Congo. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Syrian, that young girl, she was absolutely amazing. She's, it's amazing. Um, but again, it's just like the hypocrisy of it all is right. I know. It's like, yes, we love them. They're awesome. They have inspiring stories and they're amazing athletes. They're all those things. You can't I take know. any of that away from them. I know. But they're not allowed in our country unless they can swim this, I know. this you know, you know, so many lengths under this many seconds, right? Like, right. They're, they're, their human worth is based essentially on their stats. Yeah, but you know, we're right? trying to beat them. So it's not like we're there rooting for them. No, no, I'm just saying that the fact that, so on the one hand, it's awesome. I think it's actually a nice thing, a, yeah. like a good gesture. And the fact that they have a refugee team puts that issue on a global platform. Yeah, right? it's so, awesome. So I think that's good. Um, on the other hand, the only reason people are sort of cheering them um, is because they're these, you know, amazing athletes. Yeah. If they, if refugees per se are, you know, they're like persona non grata everywhere basically at this point. Yeah. I mean, no one, you know? no one, so, there's, no, there's no show you put on. It's like refugees walk up and they're on camera and you root for the refugee. I mean, you feel bad for refugees, but this is like, I think it's not just they're rooting for them. I, th- I think it's like, there is a sense of like, oh, I feel terrible for this person, but their accomplishment is so much bigger than everyone else's because they're here at the Olympics competing and they don't even have a fucking country. Like, and they're still that good. Imagine what they could be if they had resources. So I look at it like really feeling for them. It's not just I want to see her win in swimming. I'm rooting for her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a strong human being. Yeah, I don't know. I've. I feel like it's just manipulative. I don't know. Of course it is. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, big, it's big sports. It's like, you know, every single sport that we watch on TV is a money-making bullshit scheme. Football, the biggest thing in the world. I mean, not the world, the U.S. in terms of television numbers. The, we are paying for these billionaire stadiums. I mean, it's all a scam. 
You know, that's just, it's a, you know, sports gets this weird pass. <laughs> you can literally yeah, kill your wife in football and we'll still tune in. <laughs> it's weird. I know. <laughs> All right. With that, some bourbon. Yeah, let's get a bourbon. <laughs> So, I know I was kind of a Debbie Downer on the uh, Olympics. Yeah, um, I was shocked about that. <laughs> really? I mean, you're you're really a monster. Listen, I, I I I get why people watch it, and you know, there's all these weird sports that you didn't even know existed. Dude, I got uh, pumped watching fencing. Yeah. <laughs> you did you hear? We got this. We have a Muslim American. Yeah, yeah, and she, like a she did well, right? Ridiculous fencer. I mean, forget her story is really really amazing, but like. You see a little background package like that, and then they go right into fencing. You're suddenly like, I like fencing. <laughs> Why don't I watch this more often? <laughs> it's amazing. This manipulation works. Yeah. Oh, All right. Um, so if that was depressing, this is going to be more depressing. Today Great, you, um, is the anniversary of the atomic bombing of Nagasaki. Um, and we, we talked a, a few episodes ago about when Obama went to Hiroshima. Yeah. When he was doing his uh, East Asian tour, um, and he actually didn't go to Nagasaki, but but um, but there was a whole debate about you know the, the left was saying there should be some sort of apology because this was a sort of atrocity on civilians. Um, the super majority of the people that were saying no, absolutely don't don't apologize for this, um, and I was just wondering. I'm let me just. Put it out there. I think there should be an apology. Um, I think this was a serious war crime. Um, that there's all sorts of evidence that shows that the Air Force generals at the time yeah. knew that this was not going to decide the war. Uh, that this was much more about showing the destructive capability of the American military to Stalin, not the Japanese. Is that real? Uh, yeah, yeah. I always thought it kind of ended the war. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, that. so... Are you, is this like a conspiracy theory? No, 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 no. I am under the belief Absolutely. that it did pretty much That's end how the war. it's taught, right? So if it comes up in a textbook, yeah. what you get is essentially this. You get August 6th and August 9th, these bombings at Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Indeed. Um, and then about five days later, Japanese capitulation. And then September 2nd, they signed the unconditional surrender. Right. So if you just see that timeline, you can sort of put in historical causation there. Like this happened, this happened, and then that happened, right? And then sort of a domino effect, right? Yeah. Um, and so you, you shouldn't, it's not surprising that most people would say, yeah, of course, you know, this, this happened and then the war ended. Right. So, right. of course, this caused the war to end. Um, but if you actually go back and look at the record um, of what people in the Air Force were saying, what what generals were saying, even some of the trepidation within the Truman administration um, about the use of this bomb. Um, I'm just going to quote one person, a guy named Cur um, General Curtis LeMay. Have you ever heard of this guy? Uh, LeMay? No. Okay, so LeMay, have you ever seen the movie um, Dr. Strangelove? I have. Okay, so 
remember the guy who's the sort of cowboy Air Force colonel mm-hmm. who rides the bomb, yes. you know, down? That is based on Curtis LeMay. So okay. he's a real hawkish guy. He ran um, what was called strategic area bombing um, all across Europe, which is to say the wiping out of German cities. Yeah. Um, you know, so he, you know, he didn't sort of bat an eyelid over this. And I'm going to quote him here. And he said, quote, the atomic bomb had nothing to do with the end of the war at all. Are you waiting for me to say something? Yeah, well, I mean, so, you know, the narrative, I mean, the narrative I learned uh, when I was in high school. Yeah, it was the one was, I learned. Was, yeah, exactly. It was, was yes, the, the, you know, we needed to do this, uh, s- saving American lives, and um, that it was an unfortunate but necessary, it sort of, there was a military necessity for this, yeah. right? Um, and that, of course, is the argument to make it ethical, yeah. right? That, you know, nobody wants to kill 200,000 civilians, um, but uh, it was a military necessity. Right. But if you actually go back to the documentation, and of course there's a big literature on this and debates about this and so on, but the the general historical consensus by professional historians um, is that, um, and I'm not going to say that it's, it's not, you know, it's not contentious. Yeah. But the consensus is really that this was more um, to demonstrate a flex, it was a flex. Of yeah, muscle. exactly. To sort of put Stalin on notice, not Hirohito. Yeah, right? that it was. It wasn't about the Japanese emperor. The Japanese had already lost sixty cities to firebombing. Yeah, right. That Tokyo went up like a matchbox. It's a city made of wood. We dropped firebombs on it, killed eighty thousand people in one night. Right. Damn. So so. Um, and we did this sixty times over. So the Japanese were used to losing cities. Right. So yeah. so. Another city here, another city there, um, was not going to be the turning point. The turning point was when Stalin declared war on the Japanese. Right. Um, and faced with a Soviet invasion first from Manchuria and then to the Japanese islands and then maybe a Soviet occupation. Yeah. Um, they said, no, thank you. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so here's the thing is that, that that's a long story that's, you know, <laughs> that needs to be told, I, I think. But, but. For, for Americans and the way we sort of remember this is that we can't kind of remember it in that way because otherwise it makes us out as bad guys. Yeah, but we do right? that a lot with history. Right. I, I know. I know. I'm just, I'm just saying that. But there's also sort of turning points when we sort of look back. Yeah. There was an apology for interning Japanese Americans. Right. right. America very rarely apologized. They did apologize for that. Yeah. Right. So the, the, the U.S. government formally apologized to Japanese Americans like, Sorry for putting you into concentration camps because of what you looked like, right? Right. Um, so um, it's not like it's unprecedented, right? So the question here, and I, I would just say that, you know, we're 70 years on now. Um, most of the people, you know, who were the, you know, participated in this are long gone. Um, so therefore, can there be a moment, right, mm-hmm. to say that, we killed more people in those two bombings than we lost in all of the Pacific theater of our own military men, right? We killed more civilians in those two days than we lost yeah. the entire war yeah. in the Pacific theater where we lost most, most of our people was in the Pacific, not, you know, not in Europe. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's, that's the point that I want to sort of raise. What do you think about that? Should there be, or do you think that America, you know, it's not going to apologize, shouldn't apologize even? Oh, I don't know. I'm a little torn on this one. Uh, you know, like in a time of war, I kind of just feel like 
like a lot of really horrible shit happens and we were at a world war and I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, this is new evidence to me, <laughs> but I don't know. I think there's probably some validity to the fact that it might've helped end the war. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's, there's critics to this guy. So I, I could see the, I can see the truth in that and hang on to that and, and hope that there's at least some truth in that. And, and I still think it sucks that people had to die anyway, but you know, I don't know. It's war. I'll, I can rehearse the, the critics very quickly. The, basically, what the critics say is that LeMay and company, and mostly these Air Force generals, um, are saying this because they don't want to give credit to the scientists that created the bomb. So, And they want to make sure that the United States Air Force continues. The United States Air Force was created for World War II. Right. They wanted to make sure that it survived World War II as well. Yeah. So they're making this argument that no, it wasn't the bomb. It was it was us. You know, yeah. it was our regular bombing, yeah. and we need a big air force and that sort of thing. So that's that's the sort of counter, is that you have to look at pe- even people like Lemay, uh, with a squint, right? Because he's got uh, career and institutional yeah. incentives behind making statements like that. Right. Um, on the other hand, if you look at the Japanese documentation, also they're they're basically terrified of of Stalin. Right. Right. So I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's weird. Maybe we could apologize. <laughs> I guess. I mean, have we have we formally apologized to the American Indians yet? Mm-mm. Right. So you know, my other or opinion slavery. would be yeah. So yeah. like, they gotta get. You know, I feel like they gotta get in line. They're owed an apology, but there's other people that have been waiting a little longer. And when when we start with the American Indians, and then maybe anyone that's the direct descendant of a slave. I think we can get to this, but we have other bigger things we should apologize for. That's that's an interesting approach because those two things will never happen. um, And therefore, other apologies will also become impossible. Because if you open up that can of worms, that goes to who owns what lands in America per se. Um, should there be reparation? I, I mean, there's all these sorts. So those so, those apologies, right. if those have to come first and right. they will never be first, that's a great catch-22 to never yeah. apologize for anything. Right, so then you never have to apologize for anything again. <laughs> there you go. Settled. Okay. Moving Done. on. All right. All right. <laughs> we can apologize. We're sorry. <laughs> Me and Amit are sorry. Truthfully. That's it. That's Yeah. Was okay. that it? That's it. For the whole podcast? That's it. That's Damn. It. Listen, you know, we're... Um, wouldn't leave them wanting more. Yeah, that's right. You know, that's people right. really liked last week, by the way. Yeah, it was a good one. It was it was interesting conversation. He kicked your ass. Right. I Ryan, love you know. Ryan kicked your ass. I love that you always make it a competition. Yeah, he kicked your yeah. ass. <laughs> All right. So we have another podcast next week. So you know. Yeah. So we'll um, see what happens. Yeah, Olympics. So the, Michael Phelps. Right. He won yet another gold medal. Yeah, dude's a beast. He's got like four more things Crazy. too. Crazy. We'll see how many we're going to count uh, Phelps's. Apparently, medals. all the potheads are like really happy about. This of course, because right? he's a pothead. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know that. What else? What should we look for? Uh, so next week, um, the thing that I'm monitoring is something I mentioned a while ago, which was that something that might happen um, as a result of both the frostier relations with Putin, right, and the half-hearted backing of uh, Erdogan right. in Turkey would be a sort of rapprochement between these two countries that have historically hated each other, Turkey and Russia. And lo and behold, uh, this week, they had a meeting where Erdogan <laughs> called Putin his, quote, dear friend. Um, and yeah, and they're basically talking about a common policy for Syria uh, and then all sorts of, I mean, for the Russians, it's always access to water. So um 
you know, water policy right. um, for, for the Russians. So, you know, it could be... What's uh, what's Hungary doing in all of this? <laughs> Haven't heard from them lately. The Hungarians, <laughs> uh, besides uh, winning gold medals um, and swimming, they're are, just chilling. Are uh, well, no, they're they're fortifying their borders to keep the refugees out. There you go. And that's what they're doing. Good old Hungary. <laughs> anyway, this is no politics. It's a dinner table produced by Jeep Baderoy. We will see you next week. See you next week. Mm-hmm.